What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sock Talk with Stove and Wally. My name is Stove. Introduce yourself, Wally. My name is Wally, as you all know that. <laughs> Each and every one of you. All right. Thank you, Wally, for introducing yourself. Lovely. <laughs> uh, so before we jump right into it, uh, anything you wanted to chat about? Um, no, no, not too much, really. Um. Some pretty disappointing results all around. Yeah, but for uh, Wally, how are ones. you doing as a person? As a person, I am not a person. I'm a oh, robot. Guys. Yeah. You were just learning how to love. I have no human emotions. Well, <laughs> if you did have human emotions, I bet you are not happy about uh, the results of today. Yeah. But, um, but we'll, uh, we'll obviously get to that. Um, well... We could just start right away, actually. Yeah, we can. Um, I actually want to try something uh, a little bit different, actually, this week. Uh, we get to, I want to spend a lot more time on both Match of the Weeks because I think uh, they were very interesting. Um, so we'll do, uh, if you're okay with this, Wally, of course, we'll do a um, quick overview of uh, Premier League and Serie A, some notable fixtures, and then we'll leave plenty of time to do our Match of the Week, okay? Already. All right, so start us off. Anything you want to talk about in Premier League? Uh, well, did you watch the game today? Today, Arsenal, Sheffield United slash Wagon. Yes. Uh, I I lied. I watched, I watched chunks. I was actually, I had a few errands, ironically. I was bored all day, but I had errands to run during game time. So that's always nice. Um, no, I saw the first 30 and then, uh, the last five. So. Okay. No, I didn't see anything. Um, so I'll be basing... (laughs) Uh, my information off of Twitter, and uh, baby, basically your insights. So, okay. um, my notable uh, information that I saw, Pepe missed a big chance, uh, and thereafter, he was still probably the best player on the field for Arsenal, and then he was still substituted off. Um, Freddie Youngberg got a yellow card. Um we got only eight shots. Pretty disappointing. Pretty embarrassing. Um, and pretty much uh, played like a bunch of schoolgirls. Well, is that a fair assessment? I would say that's pretty insulting to schoolgirls. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess that's your call. But, no, I mean, I don't really have much to say about Pepe except for I mean, I probably would have took him off after he missed that chance, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too distraught that he came off. I mean, they didn't have much at all. Um, it was a weird game, though, because I, I felt that, first of all, Sheffield were up for it. Like, even before the game, like, the crowd was, like, super into it. There was fire. Like, uh, pregame, there was, like, just, like, fire, like, shooting up. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, like legitimate. Yeah, yeah, but like, like good fire, like a, like a Kanye and Jay Z concert fire, you know. Um, yeah, it was just lit, like literally, you know. It was just crazy, and you really felt that they were up for something special. The players were like, they're just amped, you know. That the crowd was into it. 
And Arsenal looked frail, but I mean, that's Arsenal away. It's kind of something we've come to expect. Um, but, man, Sheffield, very organized. Uh, play interesting formation, obviously. They say 3-5-2, but obviously that back five gets... Well, that's it. It gets into a back five. Why? Yeah, 5-3-2. Yeah, just the graphics listed as a 3-5-2. Um, yeah, well, I think those types of formations are pretty well interchangeable. Uh, defensively, I think going forward, 3-5-2 becomes a 5-3-2 defensively afterwards. Well, so. that's that's exactly I mean, it. Because imagine, imagine if you stay a 3-5-2 um, even while defending. I mean... Uh, the left, the left back position, oh, right back position, just would be empty. It wouldn't make sense. So yeah, um, but no, they were they kept going wide, which I thought was interesting. The the game was either held with the ball at the center back's feet, or it was like the wing backs, and then um, and then even the strikers would come wide too. It was it was interesting. Not much up to the middle. Um, Arsenal had a hard time putting their foot on the ball and really like taking control of the game. Um, the challenges too, like just Sheffield were up for it. They were winning everything. Like uh, even when Arsenal tried to play out the back, they would try to boot it up, and they were getting dominated in the air. Uh, they just got bullied. They just got bullied today by a championship team. Like uh, if you had to say, like how would a championship team win? They kind of won that way, you know. Even even the goal. I mean, we'll, we'll just get to the goal. The corner comes in, goes far post, and I, I guess you could say Guendouzi is supposed to be marking. Um, Mind you, of course, Granduzzi and David Luiz cannot be any closer together, which is just fantastic for differentiating them. But uh, and I, it was Granduzzi. I'm almost 100% sure. He kind of leaves his man. I don't know. Um, he didn't seem... They kind of outnumbered far post. And then it's, it's like a thing where they play the ball back across goal. And it's an easy tap-in for uh, okay. Musse, I think, uh, the striker's name. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Uh, he does what he can. I mean, he finishes well, and then he goes and hugs the manager and... The manager hugs him, but then like pushes him off. Like get back on the field. Like <laughs> it, it made me laugh. Like it was like a moment of love, and then get back to work. Um, so yeah, I appreciated that. Games, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I really appreciated that. But yeah, then I, obviously I miss a great chunk of the game where I, I'm assuming Arsenal were chasing. Uh, I don't even have the stats actually. I don't know if they pulled it a little bit closer together. Uh, shots wise, no, but like possession. Uh... It's like sixty-seven percent, uh, but um, yeah, sixty-nine percent actually. Yeah. I, I I think just uh, just not creating enough. Um, I mean, I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago about the, there being almost no difference from Wenger's last year uh, compared to Emery's first year and a bit. Uh, stylistically, we're worse. Uh, we're worse defensively, or pretty well the same. We're worse offensively, that's guaranteed. Uh, there's no style of play. Um, I don't know. I, I still, he's not picking the best 11. No. And uh, he just doesn't, I don't know. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's doing what, what he was set out to do. And I don't think um, he's getting the best out of the players. That's for sure. I don't think the system suits these players. Um, sooner or later, things have got to change because otherwise, you can't. This this is the you can't have teams like Spurs who are dropping points at home to teams like Watford, and you're not picking up points either. Uh, it's it's embarrassing. 
and uh, a chance to go up back to third and no, we stay fifth. So um, big, big weeks ahead. Um, I don't know if, <laughs> if they have to go back to the drawing board in terms of, um, I don't know, implementing new tactics or, or maybe actually playing Torreira center defensive mid, what he was bought to do and he hasn't done since last year. So, I don't know. Some changes need to be done, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it just seemed um, seemed like a very frail team and just by looking at just by looking at the lineup before going to the game, like they start, they flashed the, the lineup, you know, obviously before and I'm looking at that lineup and I said like, man, like I, I've seen stronger Arsenal teams in the recent months and the recent years. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, uh, I don't know, obviously, the whole injury picture and stuff, but the, the lineup was, I, I don't know, it was very weak, a very weak lineup. For, for me, uh, if, Kieran, uh, if Tierney's fit to, to make the bench, start him. I, I don't understand why. He's a better defender and he's a better offensive fullback than Kolasinac. Um, why also still not in the team? I have no idea. Not even on the bench. Um Saka, I, I wouldn't have started either. I mean, he, he's looked pretty decent in, in the, the cup games and the Europa League, but uh, he, he didn't perform too well uh, the past couple of weeks in the league. Uh, Joe Willock uh, also, like, a, I kind of feel bad for him because they're young guys who are getting minutes, but they're kind of suffering because the system's not working and they're losing their confidence. I, I don't. I don't really blame too much. I think it's a system itself that's just not working. And uh, relying too heavily on the Bayang, and he can't do everything himself. No, and especially this game, too. He looked very isolated. It's like, what do you expect him to do? Yeah. No, that's it. He's not Ronaldo who's going to start dropping back and doing everything himself. So that's my little bit on them. Hopefully, see some improvements. Yeah, but <laughs> um, but yeah, but that Pepe miss though. You, you haven't seen it yet. I saw. Yeah, I saw the. I saw the little gif. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know how far the gif went back, but he starts to play in his own corner. Um, he does really. I, sorry, I, go ahead. Okay, yeah, he actually starts to play in his own like right corner flag. He does like a quick move to get out of there. They do a few passes. They go up the. They start from the right flank. They go to the left flank. Get obviously Kalashnikov in a crossing position, and Pepe is leading the line. And yeah, he fluffs it. But if it would have went in, it would have been a great like end to end goal. Like uh, uh, it, it was pretty sick. But uh, yeah, no uh, close, but no cigar, as they say. And uh, yeah, Arsenal lose one nothing. So surprising result. But we actually said it. Uh, Last episode, we said that they were going to have a tough trip to Sheffield. I, I, knew, I knew it was going to be tough. I mean, uh, Sheffield have looked pretty pretty solid uh, as a team just came up. So credit to them. I oh, mean, for sure. Uh, they've had to prepare and they, they prepared much better. And something that Emery mentioned, that we didn't deserve to lose. Well, you certainly didn't deserve to get any points. So uh, I don't know what kind of delusion he's under, but... Uh, clearly, he's, he's not thinking straight. Well, yeah, I don't know where he gets off saying that. I mean, the shots are evenly, the shots are very even. The possession, fine, but what I saw, what I saw in terms of the possession was was nothing. I just, I assume the second half Sheffield like bunkered in and defended well, which obviously they did. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know what he's expecting, but uh, from what I saw anyway, a pretty fair result. Uh, maybe a draw, but either way, I mean, to draw at Sheffield, you're not going to finish where you want to finish by getting points. So, regardless, uh, let's move on, Wally. Uh, let's see here. Um, I guess will, let's let's move on to um, maybe another disappointing result for for their neighbors, uh, Spurs. Who um, I watched, I watched just based off the highlights. Spurs actually should have lost this game. Um, I mean, the result 1-1. Uh, the biggest talking points were how De La Fale didn't get a penalty and how Ali's goal stood. <sighs> so, again, VAR does not overrule the, the referee's decision. I thought it was a guaranteed penalty. He, he stops him from moving a couple of times. I don't know what more he has to do. Yeah. Did you yeah. see? Yeah. The 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 uh, the foul on De La Feu, What do you mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, when I first saw it, I thought like obvious penalty, and then the more you look at it, replays, it's like I I don't know. I I still think it's a penalty. Uh, I think the replays defend it a little bit. I mean, he's sticking his leg down and stopping him from moving. Like he's no, not he's even not hitting, hitting the, ball. the ball, but I just I disagree that he's stopping him from moving. But I, I still think it was a penalty. Um, I'm actually pretty surprised that it wasn't ruled a penalty, considering the other things you've seen given. Yeah, I mean it's shocking, shocking decision. And then at the other end, Ali clearly hits it with his arm. Yeah. This one again, I don't know. I, I'm okay saying that was a shoulder. I, I. I I didn't see it too much, but I saw it a couple of times, and I thought like, "Well, I didn't. I didn't think it was his no. shoulder. I mean, uh, borderline." But anyways, uh, it's another another weekend of of decisions that uh, I mean, the other games that, that I've watched uh, this weekend as well, full of them. Full of questionable decisions and VAR again, biggest biggest. Well, that's it. I mean, we'll have obviously a big one uh, in our match of the week here. But before we get to that, uh, Man City cruise to a two 0 win. Uh, Palace always gets them shaky. Always, uh, every Man City sh- fan is um, yeah. is sweating a little bit when they come up against Palace. Um, they had some close yeah. calls. There. Uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. There was a- There was another point in the Man City game where De Bruyne goes down. I didn't see that. I don't know snow. if you saw. Oh, okay, so he goes down. Um, there's like a penalty shout. Initially, I think it, I think it goes to VAR, and they they rule it the other way. Uh, so like De Bruyne basically kicks his leg into the other player and like goes down as a dive. And there's a foul that's given uh, for, mm-hmm. for Palace. But if there's no yellow card given to De Bruyne, I'm just wondering. He clearly dives. Clearly the foul's against him, but no yellow card. And that, to me, uh, I'm not sure what the referee is doing there. Why not book the guy? 
he's clearly diving and he gets nothing for it. Uh, it's just uh, the inconsistency yeah, is. Uh, I think it's because he gives uh, he gives great crosses and long balls. So no, that's that's not the reason why. So okay, he can't compensate for that and not get yellow. Well, maybe uh, I'll take your word for it, Wally. But uh, I'll tell you what's not a dive, and that's uh, these statistics. So. Um, Let's just bypass that amazing segue. But, man, these stats are pretty crazy. Uh, Shots, 21-7 to for City. On target, 10-2 to for City, of course. Possession, 72%. Passes, uh, City had three times as many passes. Uh, Ironically, more fouls, but we know about Man City's tactical fouling. So that's it. But, yeah, these, uh, I mean... Looking, obviously, at the stats, a very one-sided affair. And the goal is obviously coming only two minutes apart. So, at that point, you know, uh, when you get that second goal, the 41st minute, we're talking you're down to nil at halftime. It's not going to get better, you know. Um, but it's a, it is what it is. I mean, the first goal was super nice. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, the header. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked uh, Silva's goal. Uh, little, oh, my Sterling. God. Yeah, it just, it just reminded me now. Oh yeah, right legs. That was uh, no, that was great. I forgot about that. Great uh, creativity by Sterling to see that. Um, let's stay with these top players. The game is played in slow motion. You know, everyone else is just like sprinting in their heads, and their brain is going a mile a minute and that fast. But that <laughs> fast? I set the I I set myself up, and then I just hit them out of the park. Um. <laughs> but yeah, sure. no, that was crazy. Uh, super, super, uh, two super goals. I thought uh, well, very well taken. Um, nothing really more. Actually, yes, Leicester. Something uh, I just want to go over this of Vardy's goal. Actually, the uh, did you did you see Vardy's header? Watching. Oh yeah, he out jumps. Uh, yeah, doesn't he out jumps? But not only that, for me, the cross. Okay, maybe, but I'm talking about the cross from Chilwell is insane. Like, the angle he's facing, and then, like, to get, like, the whip on the cross, like, I, I looked at that, and I said... And I, yeah. I think that... I think you listened to the podcast, uh, Oh. Because last week, I, I no, called that's him it. out. That's what happens, you see? He told all the haters to, you know, get off his back. Um, but that's it. But no, but it was a, it was a crazy cross. Like, I, I looked at that, and I said... I don't know, like, who's able, who's capable of doing that. And I was just thinking, obviously, here with the MLS, I'm like, man, like, you just don't see crosses like that. Like, that, that's a crazy, like... Yeah, but this was like, man, it, it, he didn't have the angle on his side. It was driven hard, exactly where it needed to be. Like, it was, uh, wow. Uh, it's not often delivery impresses me, unless it's dominoes. But uh, this was very well done by Chilwell, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, Chelsea got a 1-0 win at home. From what I saw, they probably deserved it. I mean, uh, they had a lot of chances. Yeah. Who do they play against? Uh, yeah, Newcastle? exactly. But Newcastle almost did it again. Almost held them, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, who scores here? Who scores? <laughs> yeah, I forgot too. I forget. Who scored? Ah, uh, it was uh, Marcos Alonso. The ball finds the ball's going uh, yeah, right to left, yeah. and then he slots yeah. it home. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, the goalie actually kind of yeah, carries he, it. In it was there. like he hit it well, though. Like it was a super strike. Well, good for him. Yeah, it's uh, it's all gravy, baby. But yeah, Chelsea pick up points. Uh, fantastic, as they say. But uh, yeah, so I mean, in terms of the Premier League, would you like to hop into a match of the week? Or uh, is that what we're doing? We're doing right uh, into we that. We could do whatever you want to do. Sure, I mean, let's do it. No, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, right into it. One of the biggest games of the year. I mean, I I usually. Look forward to this fixture. Uh, you know, classic, classic rivalry, Man United Liverpool. Maybe not the classics as of late, um, but usually a, a pretty intense affair. Um, what did you make of the starting lineup for Man United? When I first, uh, when I first saw the starting lineup, uh, I just thought to myself. Oh boy! Like this isn't gonna go well. Um, I mean, I, I'm just looking at it, and obviously with the the late um, injury to um, to Twanzebe, right? He got injured in warm up. Yeah, that's why my my first point was, oh Rojo. I put that as my first uh, highlight weak yeah, point, and obviously we'll get to that, but. but uh, I mean, them two playing three slash five at the back. That I was okay. That I'm okay um, with because I. No, no. I, but I think they also they didn't have much choice yeah. though either because in terms of the personnel, like they had just they just mathematically had more defenders available than they did midfielders. So, um, I mean, you could, probably could have done something if you want to for the back. You probably could have done like a Matic, Fred, and McTominay. Uh, Maybe I, I I don't know, but I'm okay with the five at the back. I mean, obviously. Oh yeah, no, it made sense in terms of who. Yeah, was that's it. I mean, uh, Ollie didn't have too many decisions to make in in a way, but he he lined up well. I mean, obviously it worked. It almost worked. Like he he it was almost a Paris, just like he he was breaking it up. Obviously before the game too, like it feels like Paris, you know, where everyone counted us out with injuries and stuff. Uh, man, he almost did it again. So uh, I think this guy just does well under pressure. Um, you know, when they should win, they don't. But man, you put them up a uh, two-goal deficit to Paris, and they'll win. So, uh, anyways, but uh, no, I mean going forward, obviously, I'm looking at this, and I'm Rashford, obviously a shaky Rashford, James Pereira, and um, uh, forgetting someone now. Uh, yeah. Young, but wait, hold on, Rashford was up front. Pereira, yeah, Pereira, James. Well, it was a it was a three five two. So James and Rashford up front, Pereira on the right, uh, Pereira in the in the hole, mm. right? Okay, yeah. Pereira in the hole, uh, who was Juan Bissaka on the right, uh, Young on the left, and then the three center backs. Okay. Lindelof, Maguire, and Rojo. Yeah, it's just not making sense in my head, but yeah, no, I just James looked like he was playing uh, right wing the whole time. I didn't consider him a, a yeah, he, second striker. More, yeah, more often than not, he was he was uh, picking up on the right side. But uh, I think that's just he's like, he has that tendency to stick as a as a winger. But um, I thought I thought Man United played actually extremely well. I mean they they followed their 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 uh, their um, formation. They they were disciplined. 
Liverpool just really couldn't get going at all. Uh, I mean, especially first half. Pereira, Pereira was finding spaces. Yeah. Uh, picked uh, some some uh, balls uh, behind the Liverpool defenseman, and uh, I don't know. It, it was just it was weird because it was probably one of Man United's best displays of the year. Yeah, uh, could be. I, I didn't think they played overly well, but they were definitely. I mean, offensively, not offering too much, but just yeah. disciplined, and they they did what they had to do. I mean, I didn't think they were going to win, but I just thought, you know, uh, team caliber uh, of Liverpool with Man United missing, you know, Pogba, uh, Martial not not starting, uh, you know, their their first choice uh, left back mm. as well. Key players, uh, I thought they credit to them. They 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 followed their game plan oh, well, that, to a T. That's uh, okay. that's it. They really did. It's just going forward, like especially when you set up that way. Going forward, you're just you're so isolated. I mean, you're basically asking Rashford, Pereira, and James to just figure it out. Try to get through, you know, this back line. Try to break down. Uh, I mean, Fabinho's in there too, right? Like it's very clustered. I just didn't. Every time they went forward, they looked dangerous. Like they looked like they could cross problems, but like just going forward, just outnumbered. Um, obviously, they were set up to just hopefully something happens. And obviously, with the first goal, something does. So, uh, no, I mean, it's the way they had to approach it. But I think the main reason why they were able to almost win this game is because they really they didn't allow Liverpool to um, attack in transition. Create, create yeah, it, Liverpool didn't create anything, and yeah. I think really what Liverpool thrive is that chaos where they really a great counterattacking team, but also when they when they press and they counter press and they win the ball back, they're great at just going. You know, I don't find they're overly uh, a possession team that's going to outplay you, unlock the defense, and score. No, they kind of break uh, very yeah. fast. Um, I think I think they did miss a lot today. Uh, yeah, listening. but someone who who could kind of like carry the ball and can dribble past guys. Uh, Arigi did all did all right, but uh, not the same kind of threat. No, even Manny and Firmino had quiet days too. They just they didn't get a chance to really get running, um, so th that just worked out really well for them. And then I think the midfielders too. I mean, I didn't see Henderson until the second half. I don't think um, he. No, Henderson was actually he, yeah, horrible. I didn't see him. I mean, he, he was he was atrocious. Ah, uh, he he misplaced passes, uh, going backwards all the time, losing the ball, some silly fouls. Um, just uh, I mean, he, he's looked he's looked far from his best uh, compared to last year. I mean, but uh, let's get. Let's get into the goal. Yeah, so Wally, what do you think? Uh, give me one word. Was that a foul on Ariki or yes or no? I mentioned it to you yesterday, and I thought it would have been really soft. The, the biggest, yes, there's contact. Enough to make him fall? Maybe, I don't know. But the fact that the ball is like so far away from him, he was never going to get it. I think that may be why... The referee is not giving a foul there. I mean, like his touch is so it's so uh, heavy. What's the word? Bad. 
bad. <laughs> so heavy, yeah. He had one of those Lukaku touches. Um, and uh, just free for the other team to, to pick it up. And I listen, it's controversial where, whichever I, way you look. I was it. just surprised that it wasn't given because it looked like in real time you see that and like you just think, oh, well, the ref's going to call this, you know? In real time, yeah. I thought it was. Because whenever you see a defender come in the back I, like that, it's usually a foul. Um, and live, it did look bad. But when you look at the replay, there's not a whole lot into it um, at all. No, no. Like, like live, I was writing it down, like my notes. And I wrote definite foul mm-hmm. in the buildup. But then I look back at the replay, I'm like, oh, actually... Mind so you, much. the replays are never going to seem so. that bad just because it's so slow. Like, you don't really have that cause and effect of... Because the game is obviously fast. When it happens in real time, yeah. all it takes is a little nudge, really, to knock you over, you know? No, I know. You go get off balance. I'm looking at where the ball is, though. I'm looking at... It's not even close to getting it, so... I don't know. The ball is there to be won. That's it. I mean, uh, and then, obviously, man, you kind of... They end up uh, one pass, put James on the wing. He obviously is just... Really, the workhorse of uh, of this Man United team, he does really well. Um, now, now let me uh, let me hear your thoughts on this, Wally, because the commentators didn't talk about this at all. He moves in three times, like moves in and out, yeah. loses Matip. I mean, uh, that's that's Ronaldo. That yeah, no, it was great, great running by Rashford. Yeah, it was. I was actually, man, like watching the replay, I'm like, wow, he shifts. Because Matip, I find, is an extremely good defender. But he just loses sight of him. And uh, Rashford's too quick. It's pretty much a tap-in. Credit uh, to them. They, they deserve it. Yeah, that's ahead. it. But uh, in terms of uh, this goal, though, because I didn't hear the commentators talk about this, I want to know what you thought of it. I think, um, I think there's more that Van Dyke could have done on this play. Because... I thought yeah, pulls exactly. him down so quicker. hear me out, okay? So we have James coming on the right. Okay, he's obviously very fast, but Wijnaldum is catching up to him. He won't He won't obviously make it to block, but he's putting pressure. Now, Van Dijk, you have Matip with, uh, you have Matip with uh, Rashford, right? You have Pereira trailing in with Fabinho. Fabinho's there, you know? So Van Dijk is kind of... He's kind of lost because his left back is gone, right? Robertson is obviously ahead. That's why you have Wijnaldum trying to run back and cover that space. But Van Dijk is too far from Rashford to make a play. And he's far too far from James to make a block on the cross. So I, I'm watching him here. And I replayed it again today to make sure I wasn't crazy. But to me, he either has to decide I'm going to go back like cut the angle backwards or I'm going to go to James and block the cross. And he doesn't really do much. And uh, he kind of leaves it into Matip's hands, and it's a great ball. Obviously, a dangerous ball when you put it behind the defender like that. And we already commented about Rashford's running, but I don't know. I think Van Dyke probably could have did better there. I'm wondering. I, I just I I noticed on the replay when the ball comes in, like he's mm-hmm. very far away from it, and he just seemed like too hesitant, like he wasn't closing it down quick enough. That's yeah. what I noticed. I mean, I'm. See the try and look at the. But the I think uh, I think that uh-huh. I think that what I'm thinking is that maybe James surprised Van Dyke by playing the cross early, if you will. Like maybe Van Dyke thought he was gonna come in and try to like dribble at him. Um, I'm thinking maybe that's why he tried us to stand off. But uh, 
I mean, James kind of just says, like, okay, like, no, you're not going to come close me down. I'll just, you know, you're useless. When you're 10 feet away from me, I can play across anywhere I want, and you're not going to get it. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 1-0 to United. Uh, man, the crowd was loud. Like, you heard it on TV, so I could only imagine how it is there. But uh, the crowd was really up for it in this one and obviously going crazy after the goal. And then uh, it all looked good at halftime. Even after halftime, the game opened up a little bit more uh, for Liverpool, I would say. But oh wait, hold on. Liverpool score a goal, and you agree it was. Oh yes, ball? I forgot about that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, obviously that's a, that's no contest. Yeah. Okay, because like it's it's slight, slight, and it hits his leg first too. Oh, I, I, I mean, oh, I'm looking at this. Yeah, I'm just looking at this foul again. Like it's really. In real time, it looks bad. It looks, it looks bad. bad. But I mean, like I see his first touch, it goes directly to McTominay. Like the ball, like the ball's already gone. Oh yeah, Van Dyke is looking really. Yeah, that's. Yeah, he could have closed him down a lot quicker, honestly, or at least tried to. He looked. Well, I find Van Dyke. He always looks so, like lethargic when he runs. Like, I find he's a great defense. Well, uh, yeah, the ball's really far. Uh, yeah, Van Dyke is. Yeah, I think he's just hoping Van Ginaldo. Oh, and he even ducks too when the ball comes in. Maybe he was thinking it was going to be given a foul. Yeah, but he had split. Like, this wasn't exactly. He's right away. Right away, when he sees the ball go in, he goes to complain. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, it was uh, at that point when he's asked to defend, he's not. Uh, this is a few seconds later. Obviously, the foul's not being given. It's not being given, you know? Uh, weird. Yeah. But. Uh, that goal was really nice to take by Mane. It's unfortunate for them. They didn't. I don't. They didn't. Uh, I don't think uh, any controversy in that at all. I mean, clearly hits his hand. Um, I know. It just it, it hits his. Um, his knee uh, slash leg first, and then his arms there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Especially like the, the way that Spurs but, game, Man City game finished. Remember when Laporte hits it with his arm slightly? Like at that point, if we're just calling a handball for the offense, like for the attacker in the box, I mean, yeah, it's clear. What I want to know was why Lindelof is trying to like just shield the ball, like shield Manny, um, as if he wanted like De Gea to come deal with it or something. It was kind of strange. I was furious. When this went in, I was furious. I'm like, what, what is going on here? Thank God they called it off. Lindelof knew nothing about it. De Gea right away asked for the, the handball. Um, so, yeah, they got really lucky to go in at the break. I mean, that would have that really sunk in, their, sunk in their ships there going in level. But, yeah, uh, they kept a 1-0 lead. And second half was kind of more the same, right? Um, yeah, um, a bit more of Liverpool turning the screw. Uh, Rashford had this pretty decent chance, but he just drags it wide uh, early on in the second half. Um, Liverpool didn't create much either. I mean, uh, obviously, Lalana coming on, Oxley Chamberlain as well. Uh, I wouldn't say change it too much. Obviously, Lalana scoring the goal, but I think they just offered more than, than the likes of Henderson. Um, going forward, and they kind of change formations as well. 
Because um, the second half, Henderson looked like he was playing right mid. A lot of so time. how do you think they lined uh, up then? What do you think? Uh, yeah. Huh? Oh, at that point, what's his name? Uh, Henderson was really far wide on the right. Uh, then I guess Fabinho. Uh, who else started? Vijnaldum. Almost like a four-four-two. It seemed. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, Lalana and and uh, Ox came on, and they're I guess a bit more four-four-three-ish, four-two-three-one almost. But uh, just the, I mean, the goal is a typical Robertson cross. Just slots it, slots it around everyone. If anybody gets a touch, uh, I mean, goal doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, this is just so unfortunate because it's not a particularly great cross by uh, by Robertson because like, especially the he hits it early. It's, like he, he's not at the line. He's uh, if anything, he's just at the start of the box, if not like a few feet in. Let's say. Um, it's just the the ball has to be dealt with. I mean, because the worst part defensively in terms of organization, man, you are perfect. Um, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you where the problems start because the uh, who who carries the ball? Uh, to, was it which now? Keita. Okay, so Keita, he's he he starts dribbling out wide and then he dribbles inside. When he dribbles inside, Bisaka comes way too narrow. He's like deep in his box, and he's like pretty much like sticking to Lindelof. And then when Keta brings the ball wide to um, to Robertson, Bisaka runs out, but obviously he was way too narrow, so he has too much ground to cover, so he can't stop the cross. Cross comes in, but the, if you freeze frame right there, it's perfect like textbook defending for Man U because they have their three center backs with their three attackers. You have uh, Lindelof, Maguire, and Rojo in that order. They all have a man, like stuck, like or next, like you know, uh, glue to them. Rojo, like you can't tell me he doesn't see Lalana because I saw him see him. Like uh, it had to register that he was there. I saw. I did though. So he obviously notices Lalana, but then instead of following him, he turns, runs towards Maguire and the ball, and it just doesn't play the ball, and then it's a tap in. So I'm seeing people criticize uh, Young here for this, and. I don't know if I really agree. I mean, ideally, he would be there and stop it. But I'm telling you, when you look at this play, like, Rojo has him. They're, they all have their man. I mean, what's Young supposed to do? Like, stick in, like, be in that spot, like, where they're just going to trip over each other? It doesn't make sense to me. This, to me, is a Rojo air because simply he misses the ball. He doesn't even try to make a play on it, actually. He doesn't swing his foot at it. Um, Young's not there, but I don't think he that's his place to be there. It's a good run by Lalana, but it's it's a definite mistake. Uh, it's super unfortunate. Um, when I look now, when I look at the game, I mean, if you would have told me before the game, Man U gets a point out of this game, I would have said like, oh my god, like Liverpool has literally been one hundred percent. This would be crazy, you know, especially with the lineup and everything. But then the way it happens, I, I end up being super disappointed. So as a Man U fan, it's very, uh, it's yeah. very. Yeah, lucky. Um, because you would have thought, like, man, they're going to hang on. Like, they're actually going to do it, you know? Because Liverpool really didn't create much. Like, uh, there's no clear-cut chance you could say, like, that deserved a goal. Like, there really wasn't. So, uh, it's so bad. And then, obviously, after the goal, that was a nerve-wracking, whatever, 10 minutes. Because you kind of thought, like the commentator said, we're looking at a smashing grab here, which would have... Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, that pretty much. Horrible. The ox I mean, just misses. Yeah, I was pretty yeah. close. So, no. Uh, yeah, but I, I think Liverpool definitely had more shots, uh, more possession. Not too many clear cut chances, but I think I think if they had gotten that goal ten minutes before, they would have probably. Won. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's more, and they would have added the extra pressure and uh, just kind of imagine would have kind of wilted, perhaps. But um, overall, I mean. Um, Good result for Man United. Uh, I mean, of course, Liverpool. Their winning start comes to an end. Had to come at some point. So, and uh, they were just shy of that one victory of breaking the Premier League consecutive win record. Oh yeah, well, it was it was uh, Man City. They, tie, they tied it. They could have broke it if they wanted Old Trafford, but uh, yeah, that's it. Too bad. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've almost done forty-five minutes now on Premier League, so let's uh, let's head over to uh, to Italy for uh, some pasta and some Serie A. Why not? <laughs> you wanna you wanna do the match of the week right away? Um, no, let's do the same way. Let's do the other results. But uh, I really don't have too much to say, so uh, I just want to pick your brain about a few things. Um, well, start off then. Parma five-one smashed Genoa. No. Matt. Uh, Cornelius with a hat trick. Uh, pretty impressive. I mean, uh, they looked very good. Uh, not the not the result I thought they were going to get. Thought it would have been a, a, a draw, but uh, looking pretty good and uh, still above Milan, I think. <laughs> so, um, other than that, Milan dropped two points at home against Lecce, time 2 2. Yeah. Uh, Fiorentina dropped points away at Brescia. Yeah, uh, nil nil. Torino uh, lost. Udinese won. Uh, oh, okay, sure. Things I don't care. No, about. but Torino were pretty high in the table. I mean, uh, you have to consider them when they drop points. Uh, well, they're not that high, actually. I thought they were doing a lot better. Silly goose. Well, but. Uh, Inter back to winning ways, in a, a thriller actually, uh, 4-3 away at Sassuolo. Uh, did you see Lukaku's goal? Like, uh, uh, not as bad. I'm in the process actually, but uh, so how did this go? What do you, what do you mean? Like what, what happened? What, what happened with, yeah. who scored? Um, I don't know actually, uh, I think it was 3-1, yes, 3-1, then 3-2, then 4-2, then 4-3. Uh, two penalties for Inter. Lautaro scores one. Uh, Lukaku scores another. Uh, and then Lautaro scores another goal, I think. But, uh, yeah, he does. I think he, he opens up the score. Yeah, he does. What a penalty. Okay. Yeah. We're not talking about Lukaku's first goal, right? Wait, not the penalty, no. No, Lukaku scores off from open play first. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's so great about Well, just it's like he bulldozers the guy and then just like... Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, I mean, that's... Uh, 
That's Lukaku in form. That's that's exactly what he should be doing. Uh, you know? Yeah. Week in, week out. No, I just it was, it was pretty sick to see. <laughs> I laughed and I cried. Man, what a stupid challenge uh, for one of the Inter penalties. My God, the goal to make it four-one. Uh, what a stupid challenge! Crazy. Wow. Well, that's Italian. Absolutely absurd. But yeah, well done, Inter. Napoli pick up a 2 0 win as well, keep the pressure on. Um, so Napoli at 16 points. Napoli, who did they win against? They, uh, they, w- they won against Verona. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, Milik scored two goals. So there's six points off from Juve, uh, five points off from Inter, and they're one point behind Atalanta. Um, so yeah, interesting. I mean, uh, Juve obviously uh, they they went to one. Uh, the score, but yeah. uh, scoreline was well. I mean, a, a bit lucky at uh, at certain points, but uh, probably the better team won. They were close at the end. I mean, uh, yeah, but. Uh... To be honest, I mean, this 2-1 scoreline doesn't tell the picture at all. I mean, Juve were pretty comfortable the entire game. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just like the way they, they got the, the Pjanic goal. I mean, it was just super unlucky. I mean, first of all, it's it's ridiculous defending. Uh, it's uh, Soriano who back passes to I don't know who, what he's trying to do. Basically, it's up to... Uh, Ball in the box, uh, but pretty pretty silly defending from mm-hmm. them. And they uh, get an equalizer. I mean that was a mental shot. And the Danilo, not from uh, Juve, but uh, that was a pretty impressive shot. Then obviously you know Juve put on pressure. Uh, Wait, who scores? Yeah, goal? Pjanic. Oh, 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 wait. oh, yeah, sorry. I thought uh, I thought he scored the first one. It was Ronaldo. It's true. At the, at the, yeah, the post. Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, how does that happen again? Uh, the ball, they win the ball back in midfield, right? And they play quick. Uh, yeah, uh, the guys, I forget who tries to slide in. He basically slides and, like, like, uh, in, right into Ronaldo's path, and then he just picks it up. Quick little step over. Yeah, yeah. Boom. And you, the worst part, I'm looking at this, and I know exactly what he's going to do, like just to get that extra yard, you know, just to get a little bit of space, a little bit of separation. Uh, it's exactly what I thought. Except I thought he was going to go far post, and he went near post. And obviously, I didn't think I think the, the the keeper should save it, but I think he really surprises him going near post. Oh, I, 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 like you, I thought he was going far post yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it was great. I thought Ronaldo was excellent this game. I thought he was very. He just looks up for it this season. Like he, I don't know. I, I just I've seen so many complacent games and so many lazy games from him. Like uh, in the past years, I'm talking. Uh, even the last few years in Madrid, like it just he looked like a. He looked. He was visibly getting older. Like he just he didn't was it wasn't the same Ronaldo. And then uh, I think it was a around him. Getting older, possibly. But yeah, I I think too. I think he probably had some injuries. Like we know he had injuries at Madrid. Like uh, 
in so, some of those some of those uh, latter stages of the seasons. Like he's played a few Champions Leagues where he's been ineffective, but uh, you know, obviously with injury troubles and stuff. But uh, no, I don't know if he just he's really fully fit or he's just motivated. He's uh, there's something he's dropping back, collecting the ball like you see Messi do. Like he's uh, he. I wouldn't say he's dribbling more at people, but he's a lot more comfortable with the ball at his feet. It's uh, it's a bit more passive, Italian league. I mean, it's uh, it's much calmer and uh, probably a lot less running. Maybe. I mean, uh, I think this La Liga is, is quite similar. I mean, not like the Premier League or Bundesliga where it's pretty intense and it's back and forth. But it is a much more relaxing type of play, you know. I guess, but I just see like when I pick up the ball, like he he's doing like he's doing little skills. Like he's I wouldn't say he's dribbling at people, but he's doing things like with the ball at his feet. Like he he doesn't mind having it. He's keeping it for longer times. Like I, don't, I thought his distribution was excellent too. Like he does this one. Uh, he does his first time like cross field, like change the play. Yeah, like yeah, he. I don't know. He did a few things that really like, uh, uh, really impressed me too. Like uh, I, I'm enjoying seeing him being a lot more involved. Uh, I mean, you have fans kind of any complaints? Like his goal tally hasn't been there this season yet, but he he's been playing really well. He's been involved, uh, which is not something I would say all the time in the last few years. But and the goals are gonna come. He's been unlucky with some disallowed goals and uh, things of that nature, but. Um, very happy the way he played this game and the way he started the season. So, uh, yeah, then Pjanic ends up getting a second one. Uh, we got a second goal here for Juve, and then they, uh, they seal it out. But I thought it was pretty comfortable overall at the end, obviously, with the shakiness, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. First of all, uh, the lift, that was a definite handball. How that's not given, I don't know. Yeah. It clearly stops the ball from going to the guy. And uh, it even gets barred, and, and it's not given. And I don't, I don't know what's going uh, I, on. I just felt so bad for him because I saw the replay too. I, I, I did too. I'm like, oh man, not again. Yeah. Like it's week after week. After week there's something that he just gets like wrong. But like, it's not even his fault. Like, it, well, it is his fault. But I mean, like, it's unlucky. Yeah, I just think like I saw the replay. I'm like, okay, I'm like, it's gonna be a penalty. Like, it's gonna has to be. And then I. Yeah, uh, I mean. I don't, I really don't know how. I think it was. it's just because, like, I know this is not the rules, but I think it's just because it's so obviously like an error, like a a mistake. Yeah. I know, but it literally stops the ball from going to the Bologna. Yeah, attacker. but uh, or at least in his, in his vicinity. Yeah, but know? the thing is, like, the ball should have like it should have never gotten to his hand. It should have been simply cleared with his foot. No, you know, if his arm wasn't there, what would happen? It would go to the... Yeah, the ball would have kept through, but I'm saying, like, it's it's such a silly mistake. Like, it's such a just misplay that, like, it would have been a, it would have been a penalty and, and Bologna did nothing, basically, to, to get the penalty. You know, like... If it was, if it was uh, not in the box, it would have been given 100%. Clear, clear handball. If that happens outside of the box, that's given. I just think... Yeah. Uh, I, I I just don't I don't know I don't know what what the referee is thinking there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's obviously not the uh, rules, but I I, I understand its logic there. But that's not the way it should be called. Uh, I think it's a definite penalty. It's just mad. It's I I just think that's a human element to the game. Like I I just oh, it's like it's so 
it's such a mistake. You shouldn't be penalized for like the other team did nothing to get that besides put in a. I don't even know how it came in a cross, I guess, but not a dangerous one. If it was going to hit the lift so far away from other people, like he was even that he wasn't right next to someone. He was alone. Like it shouldn't have. Yeah. Now he got lucky. He he got uh, super lucky. He got lucky, and then uh, Buffon bailed him out at the last second. Uh, Fantastic scene. Yeah. After he hits the crossbar. Yeah. Santander on the bicycle kick. Big save by Buffon. <laughs> saves, uh, saves that That's win. It. He didn't have much to do really all game. Uh, the goal, obviously, nothing he could do. and uh, But he stayed focused. You want... That's it, you know. So, no, he stayed focused. That was a crazy save. Yeah. Um, For a 41-year-old who's thinking about, you know, uh, his uh, afternoon tea time that's coming mm-hmm. up. Well, actually, it's, it was like 8.45 over there. So, it's almost bedtime for him. Uh, he was fully concentrated that he was that he was uh, well done uh, let's get on to the match of the week for Serie A Capish. it's match of the that's week that's it love it Twally we call we called this one we called it match of the week you hit her first uh, Lazio hosting Atalanta Atalanta and uh, oh boy what a what a cracker of a game! Because if you saw the first half, you really didn't think it was going to be much uh, much of a great game. Um, but this was interesting, though. I was pretty happy because I got to see Atlanta play a full game for the first time ever. Some pretty good. They really did. I mean, that first half was the first half told you everything you needed to know about Atlanta. Why they had so much success last year? Why they're in Champions League this year? Why you know why they're still doing well? Scores in Serie A last year. I, I I heard that stat during this game too, and I couldn't believe it. I'm... And then the year before, Lazio was the top scorer. Yeah. yeah. Showed why. Well, that's it. it starts off end to end, pretty intense opening, opening ten minutes. I, I was impressed actually. Speaking of the opening ten minutes, like 10, 15, 20 minutes, I thought both teams like. I thought they looked like the better team, but I, I was looking at both the te- these teams and I was just thinking, like, man, like, Serie A has really gotten to a different level recently. Like, they always had good teams, but this, like, we're talking Lazio, Atalanta, you know, we're not talking Juve, Inter Milan, you know. And I, I was looking at this, I'm like, man, like, this is some really good quality stuff. Uh, Atalanta was impressing me, obviously, playing away. I, I just thought, I just thought everything was so, like, it looked like a high quality game like it was two deserving teams like the top of the top table teams you know like um i was super impressed um obviously uh well there's a lot of goals so we'll, let's just jump right into it but uh yeah very impressive stuff all around atlanta get the breakthrough obviously um this is pretty interesting the ball's like heading uh, on the line a great like back heel flick to keep it alive oh, takes out three guys with, with that uh, back heel flick that's it who picks it up afterwards? Uh, so. The ball comes in the middle by number eight. Number eight has the ball in the middle, and he plays it to Muriel after. I think it was uh, Gosens or Hattaborn. Uh, I think it was Gosens, but um, yeah, the ball comes to Muriel, and, and he and he scores. He does really well actually to take the first touch in stride and then score. He had almost an identical play like a few minutes prior, where he hits it right at the goalie. Yeah. Or no, misses yeah. the net, yeah. right? Yeah. He misses pretty bad actually. Yeah. 
he a big big chance of scoring. Yeah, he yeah. Misses. But this is almost identical, and he does well. Um, so yeah. All right, and before we get to the second Atlanta goal, I actually just want to say that this uh, this man of the match for me for well, I can't say man of the match, but man of the half. Uh, this guy, um, uh, Gomez, number ten for Atalanta. Uh, 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 I thought he was a little beast, like uh, super. Well, he is a little. Beast. He really is. Like I don't know. He just. I, I looked at him. He just looked so cool. Like he, uh, like small, you know, and like <laughs> he looked almost like a, like a Shakiri brother or something. Like uh, something. Like, I don't know. He. Uh, I just thought he. I thought he was really good. Obviously, with the ball at his feet in in transition, he was good. Uh, he likes a long shot. Obviously, he just. I don't know. I was super impressed. Uh, with him, uh, he strikes me as a good FIFA player. You know, he probably is. He's probably a hack player, five foot six. He's probably about six that. That's it, left footer. You know, they're always more tricky. So, is he left footer? No, I could have. The way he was playing this game, he was. Unless he's ambidextrous. I think he's a right footer. But well, I don't know. He just impressed me. That's all. Um, anyways, yeah, let's get that second Atlanta goal. Uh, Luis Muriel taking a free kick from... Uh, well, this is just a big, big mistake by all defensemen. Well, well that's it, uh, because we have to make a distinction here. Oftentimes, when you see a goal like this, and you think, okay, you play a free kick towards the back post, hopefully someone gets it. If no one gets it, it's still on target, you know? Like that goalkeeper's dilemma. It was a horrible free but kick. That's what I'm saying, but like, it's not even a question of like that classic free kick where it's like that goalkeeper's dilemma where you either someone's going to head it or it's going to go back post in the net, you know? This was like, it's it's wrongly taken, like it bounces towards the net and nobody touches it. And obviously the goalie, he's waiting for someone to hit it, hit it, hit it. And he's like, okay, not this guy, next guy, next guy, next guy. Oh no, it's in my net. No, so All of us now. Why that's don't it. You? So uh, whatever. Uh, uh, Maria, I guess, claims it, right? That It's his second. Oh, yeah. No, that isn't his. So anymore, there you so. go. Uh, disappointing from Lazio, but the way they played, you know, this first half, obviously they would concede such a crap goal. Um, then the third goal, again, this is even more embarrassing in my mind because, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, this... I actually forget exactly what happens here. Like, why is Luis Alberto uh, kind of talking to the ref, uh, asking, like, kind of. Uh, is it quick, uh, quick free kick? But he thinks like play should be stopped or like something or um, something happens because he's obviously like even me I'm thinking like oh okay like the refs gonna say that they played too quick like go back or something or uh, no it was just play on play on and then he gives like this ball like up the middle like no business like doing that like I don't know why he thought that was a valid option <laughs> he could have just played back to be honest and he tries to just force it up the middle. To really nobody because it's a, it's a very easily intercepted. It's intercepted in one touch place to my my main man Gomez, who makes no mistake. Very impressive finish. Um, so I see. I, I, yeah, it's way too easy for him to run through everybody. I well, mean, the ball literally like goes perfect. Uh, I I don't even know if this is on purpose, like to put in his path, but like the tackle or the interception goes right to him. Like it's fantastic. Uh, and, and yeah, like Lazio can't obviously close him down because he's in. But Matt, so lackluster from from Luis Alberto giving the ball away. The, it just summed up obviously Lazio's half. Um, and I thought obviously it was really important too. Was obviously they have talent going forward with Immobile and uh, and SMS. But uh, I mean Immobile in the first half, like he talk talk about oh, isolation. He barely That's the what ball. I'm saying. Like. 
we know how it is, man. They just really couldn't get going at all. And um, the thing about SMS, uh, Mr. Savage, I, um, I, I, I'm constantly wondering about him because sometimes I see him, he has moments of mm -hmm. brilliance, uh, strong, uh, good in the air, good passer, good dribbler, good shot. But then he just doesn't, like he goes through these, these periods where he's just not influencing the play at all. And I, I'm wondering, that's probably why he hasn't gotten like his big move away from Lazio. That's like, can he really cut it week in, week out? I don't know. That's the thing. I, I, I'm impressed. I didn't even know he was that um, big, like that tall. Like for such a skillful player, he was, uh, he's got the size to him, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. He obviously had a quiet first half. He picks it up a bit in the second half. But I wouldn't say that's really because of him that Lazio do this turnaround. Um, I think it's more, to be honest, and listen, you know what? I don't want to spoil it, but I think they got helped quite a bit, actually, to get back in this game. Oh, I, I, I do as well. So, actually. yeah, let's, uh, um, let's get into it here because they do, let's give them credit. They start the, the halftime, uh, I was going to say prep talk. Pep talk definitely works because the first, because just here, they are still down 3 nothing at the 67th minute. So they, they've played 22 minutes, and you have to admit they've, they've it's night and day difference. They're a lot more um, quick on the ball. The attacks are much more strong. That's it. They're actually... The passes are going to their That's players. what I'm saying. They're playing 100% better. Um, but at the same time, it's the 67th minute. You're down 3-0. So the first goal. Uh, this is where Immobile has the ball. And he, he at the edge of the box, he like shapes up his defender. Uh, he cuts away from goal takes a touch and then takes another touch and that's where his toe gets stepped on and I don't think I don't think it was a penalty it wasn't a penalty but it was given a penalty no for me that's literally a dive uh, he, he, there's not enough contact I, I'm still wondering if there was contact he, he rubbed his toe maybe uh, enough not enough and the, the, the referee uh, the commentator has like no problem. That's what I was going to bring up. Definite penalty. I'm like, geez, I'm like, what are you watching here, sir? I think they're just so accustomed to people diving in Serie A that they think this is this is the norm. And uh, I, I really just didn't like Listen, it at all. I definitely real time, real time, this looks like a crazy dive. Like, this is insane. Uh then replay, I'm thinking, oh, my God. Like, he he probably touches, like, let's just say he touches the toe. I mean, Immobile takes a step afterwards and then goes down. Like, he doesn't, his foot doesn't stop there and he goes down. Like, he takes another step and he kind of, he's kind of thinking, like, oh, this is my out. You know, like, this is my chance. And he falls, a uh, very weak penalty. He, he scores, so it makes it 3-1. If that, if that's a, a foul... If that's a penalty, then the Saka penalty slash dive today should have been given a penalty. Clearly, you don't, you didn't see no. it, I guess. Okay, go take a look after, and For uh, and then you'll see you huh? Like Saka for Arsenal? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know why wait, wait, wait. they they should have had a penalty. They should have definitely had a penalty. Um, but anyways, 
they were talking about this one, but uh, just to, to let you know, to take a look afterwards. But uh, this, for me, was not a penalty. But, I mean, big pressure. Cheeto steps up. Slots at home. Yeah, he does well. Uh, better penalty than his other one, but we'll get there. And then Lazio, Lazio second goal uh, immediately after. Right? 41 seconds. 41 seconds to separate the That's two it. goals. So basically... I, I, I wrote down here how this happens because I was surprised at how quick this happened. I mean, uh, Atalanta have the ball from kickoff. They uh, they try forcing it down the left side. They lose possession. Um, Lazio just booted upfield, you know, aiming for their... Immobile flicks it to Correa, uh, to Correa running past them. Yeah. Um, and this finish is just ridiculous, like crazy finish. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, he power. Obviously, you need power here, but just the placement too. Uh, great finish, but very simple. I mean, it's route one stuff. It's Atlanta losing possession. Lots of just kicking it upfield. A flick off on a striker for Correa. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it's not exactly reinventing the wheel, but it, it'll get the job done. Uh, getting back in the game, uh, and then this is where I thought yeah. like, Correct. okay, they stepped it up. For sure. I yeah, mean, yeah. But the pressure and everything, they, they, I mean, Atalanta came the second half, they came out of the locker room like very complacent. You uh, know? Um, this, 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 and the commentator mentioned it as well. Uh, at the end of the game, he goes, uh, he goes, it's um, embarrassing or I forget what word, but they should be utterly like disgraced with the way they came out in the second half. Yeah. Exactly, and he also blamed. He also went pretty hard into the manager too, uh, for not really obviously for halftime not getting that urgency back. You know, and not letting them lose their uh, keeping their, their urgency and not making the right changes either to uh, to have an impact on the game. Um, but here we'll go to the 88th minute. They could have. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean this is big. This is uh, if you live in Canada, uh, this is our TSN turning point here. So. Uh, Gomez gets played in, right? My main man. Uh, one-on-one, goes to the chip, gets stopped. Then afterwards, two shots are blocked by defenders. So just like sporadic, crazy defending, hecticness. Hecticness, wow. Um, in the box. They, they should have scored. I, they're, they're passing the ball in the box. One one to the to the next. Like, guy, oh, I don't want to shoot. Listen, no, no. I actually think they... I can't say like any one of them like had a clear like okay like I'm gonna score this like I think they actually did pretty well to create the chances. Uh, the first shot not so much. I would say the second one is a decent chance, and then the third one when it comes back to when it comes back to Gomez and he squares it for I forget who he squares it, and then it's cleared off the line like that last block that yeah. was insane. I that couldn't believe it. Last ditch defending right that there. Was, but that's the defending you like to see, you know, like never give up. That was just like they were in it, obviously. Like at 3-1, they probably don't do that. But at 3-2, like, you know, they did it. And I, I was really impressed because obviously we know what happens. They go back the other way, Lazio. And um, very soon after, right, like the, the, the penalty is probably an injury time. Like, but um, Yeah, it was like the 91st or 92nd minute. So that's it. But and, and then this one, what did you think about this one? Even this one, it was. This one was mu- uh, more of a penalty than the other yeah. one, and the other one was not at all. But uh, even this was soft. My I don't problem know. with this one is that, to me, it could go either way because I could see this happening. Like a lot of times, you see this where, um, 
not in the box, let's say, but like someone goes to make a play, you step in front of that person, and they hit you on the way to the ball. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of times that's given against. Uh, how could I say this? A lot of times it's given for the person who had possession of the ball. Like, uh, you know what I mean? But then in this scenario, it's the opposite. The person that didn't have the ball. I don't know. It's very complicated to follow what I'm trying to say, but my point is, it's it's a it's just a coming together, and it's I don't know. I, I still don't think this is a this is a penalty. I'm not overly enraged. <laughs> it was a penalty, but I could also wouldn't argue that it's a foul with ball for At- Atalanta. You know what I mean? Like I could see it literally going either way. Yeah, because it looks like Cheeto's hitting his leg against him, so because he jumps in front, like he. The the Lazio the uh, the, Lazio, the Atalanta defender has already decided to play the ball. Chiro steps in front of him, so he plays Chiro. But I mean, this all happened so quickly, and and uh, it's it's again, it's another weak penalty, I think. And obviously, Immobile is just trying to he's trying to get into that space because he knows once the contact is there, he could go down. So, um, anyways, that's not even the worst part because he takes the penalty. It's a pretty crap penalty. Oh, it's... he hits it hard, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's just off center. It's it's just off the center. Yeah, I... um, goalie, goalie was really pissed off. He was smashing. Oh my god! Oh yeah, the... he did like a five a five punch combo on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, the most embarrassing point of the weekend, which he was running trying to get his shirt off. It's stuck against That's his that. head. He can't see where he's going. He slips into the boards. <laughs> yeah, this was just a, a whole calamity of, of, uh, oh, of situations. Oh, my God. He's lucky he has a hot and, wife. And they showed her. They showed her in the stands after. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay, I didn't see. Oh, my God. It was insane. <laughs> Especially what she was wearing. I'm like, you just had a baby. I'm like, how would you look like that? Like, yeah. yeah, she's actually ridiculous. Yeah, look her up, folks. Uh, but yeah, uh, so 3-3. Three, three. Um, yeah, now, based on both halves, was this a deserving draw? Or, uh, uh, you know? I, I got to give credit to the Lazio. I mean, they just... They, they, they sparked that comeback. I mean, and like you said, that defending, it, it kind of made me want to get that, that draw, you know? Yeah, that last last moment defending, putting bodies on the line is pretty cool to see. Uh, pretty impressive. But Atalanta, I, I don't know, I, negative substitutions, um, and uh, just compared to to the way they played in the first half, they they look really really impressive. One guy who really impressed me um, was Malinovsky, the Ukrainian midfielder. Yeah, uh, the guy. I don't know, just the way he like. Runs like he, the way his his movement is, he's got a sweet left foot. I I just like his style of play. I just like the way he uh, he carries himself on the field. He just looks very impressive. Um, one to watch maybe for the future, because uh, I don't know this guy really impressed. I, I didn't think he had the best game against Portugal um, earlier on in the week. But uh, I definitely noticed him. Um, he was foul. He had a lot of fouls actually. Uh, um, against Portugal, he was uh, he was giving up a lot of fouls, and then here I thought he took a lot of smacks in this game. Like he, I think he got fouled quite a bit, especially in that second half. 
Um, but I did well. But for me, my guy was Gomez. I thought he was uh, he was an animal this game. Uh, I really impressed well, me. If you want, if you want to know his stats, I got him here. Hit me. Uh, eighty nine pace. Eighty one passing. Then you have seventy eight shooting and eighty six dribbling. Wow. Yeah, little Pretty little impressive. tank. Like That's it. Little. Uh, five, yeah. That's crazy. Four star week. But, uh, Four star oh, he was. Uh, he impressed me, and I mean, uh, wow, he's really bored. Why? Oh, because <laughs> I. Yeah. I'm tired. I can never be bored with you, Wally, but I can be tired with you, and that's how I am. Uh, so yeah, I guess that about the, that's the key way, Wally. Yeah. I guess so. We'll leave it on a. On a yeah, we'll leave note. it on a high note. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah, that'll that'll about wrap up here. Another episode at Sock Talk. So, uh, uh, well, uh, just just before we we do close off, uh, match of the weeks for next oh, week. Oh yes, you have those wild um, Liverpool against Spurs. Okay. Um, and then. I'm going to grab the City one. Actually, can you get the City one? Yeah, of course. Uh, there was one, one pretty decent. Oh, yeah, Roma against Milan. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I actually haven't watched too much of Roma this year. I've watched a bit more of Milan. Um, Roma, who, who uh, with 10 men uh, this week, they, they, they tied 0-0 against, I forget who. But uh, yeah. they'll be looking back to, to win. So it's uh, Sampdoria, Wally. Uh, yeah, Sampdoria. Uh, there's also Fiorentina Lazio. Well, maybe two games of the week. I mean, I oh, haven't watched right. I haven't watched Roma or Milan this year, so I'm good with that. Oh, okay, well there you go. So uh... no, we'll keep it keep it for the uh, the fourth and fifth spot teams. Okay. That works. And then you said Spurs Liverpool, right? Yeah. Okay. That's uh there you go. You heard it here first, folks. So uh get ready for that. Match of the weeks next week. Um so yeah, that'll be that's another episode here of Sock Talk. So uh just some usual housekeeping stuff to uh do your best, follow us on Twitter. Um obviously like uh like, subscribe, leave a review to wherever you're listening to the podcast, which obviously is a just about anywhere, actually, you get your pods. So, um, so look out for that. Uh, as always, tell a friend. Try spreading the word. And um, yeah, any final comments? Uh, well, I'll just say safe travels, you guys. Uh, for those of you for listening to us on those morning commutes, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> whoever whoever you are. Um, no, but um, looking forward to the games coming up this week. There's also Champions League coming up, oh, so yeah. uh, lots of uh, some entertaining games to to look forward to. But um, no, uh, I think that about that about wraps it up, don't you think? I couldn't agree more, Wally. So let's get on out of here. So uh, thanks everyone for listening, uh, and uh, yeah, you heard it here from me and Wally. That's another episode of Sock Talk with Stover and Wally, where they sock. And we talk. Yeah.